Welcome everyone to another episode of How the Hell Did This Go Number One? And I think the real question is, why the hell did you pick this, Andrea? Jeez. Because, you know what, Kirk? Um, you pick some terrible, terrible songs, and I thought it was my turn to return the favor. Oh, <laughs> and then the I regretted it. Between the eyes on this one. This isn't terrible. This is just, I don't know what material we've got. So... For those, I have very little to say about this. Oh yeah, you picked it. This this is a first. This is not exactly like the Singing Nun. We could have went. We could have done a whole like giant mini series on that whole thing. Uh, but we are looking at, and obviously you all know because you clicked on this, people. Vangelis, who I'm thinking might be the only Greek-born musician to go number one in the United States. I didn't check. It's got to be true. Who else? I can think of no one. Nah, I got nothing. Well, unless George Michael was born in, but it doesn't matter. Maybe the only Greek, pure Greek artist. Let's just go run with that. And he went number one with the instrumental Chariots of Fire. Also oh, called? Titles. How uh, yeah. your name can you yeah, call your song? Exactly. It is it's literally like, the opening titles. It's like naming your restaurant, what was it, Checkers? Or Eat. Now eat <laughs> food. Yeah, where yeah. are you going? Food. <laughs> Vangelis. All right, so where do we start? Uh, this was his biggest hit, but I actually like this guy. Uh, before you came on, uh, Brad and I were sort of talking a little bit. Vangelis is a very important cog in the history of synthesized music. So, not to be confused with Van Morrison, different Van, or Van Halen, or, or Free Candy Van. Or Van Hagar. <laughs> we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Bruno either, but let's continue. <laughs> no, no, no. So this was his, God, I'm the one who's got to bring this together. This is, <laughs> you know, you know, we're in trouble when. But at this point, Vangelis had, he was really hitting it. I don't want to say big because this is a guy who really didn't care about that. Although I found it interesting that he was at one point considered to replace uh, Rick Wakeman. Uh, and yes, which would explain why uh, there is an album that I did sort of like uh, where he, he collaborates with John Anderson of yes. So it's a very, very interesting sort of album. The friends of Mr. Cairo, check that out. But that did not go number one. That was not even a hit. That was nothing. This was a monster hit, but then why? Instrumentals, it's hard enough for them to get number one. It does happen. But now for a British film that apparently did exceptionally well in the box office, uh, made 60 million, which was a lot of money back then. I don't know anyone who's seen it, including the three of us. No, I, I didn't bother with it. I have never seen it. The only thing I know about that movie are the clips from the um video which when is you two over. eventually meet in person i would really like to just have you slow-mo run toward each other and we'll play that song Deal. only if it ends in a warm embrace just like well that was a given curled in each other's <laughs> arms while our <laughs> stubble and beard interlock like velcro <laughs> dun, 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 dun. no she didn't say have a spasm <laughs> are you okay are you smelling word toast <laughs> no the signs of a stroke some kind of dun, 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 dun. 
So I got to say, though, I mean, the song itself for a classical-ish composition, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not a bad song. And he also, didn't he do the uh, music for Blade Runner? He did. He did. He did. He did Blade Runner. He, he did. He's got an interesting, interesting catalog that spans between electronic music and classical Greek music and brilliant, brilliant music. So, it, he, yeah, he's pretty fascinating. So I was thinking I back understand. Well, so I was thinking, like, how does this happen? And right now, it's short attention span theater. When we were younger, back in the olden days, they didn't I was wearing an onion on my belt. Yes. <laughs> so that was the style at the time. Well, but we didn't have the 24-hour news cycle. And when you had a movie that came out, there was three cycles to it. Movie kits gets released in the theaters. Then eventually it's going to get make its way into the video store. Well, you then, forgot about the important step in between those two. What? Discount movie theater. I used to love the discount movie theater. I so say I, I didn't have one growing up. There might up. still be one in Victoria, but it might have closed down. It was like a massive Wanzet Hut style building around Quadra and it's a regular out. movie theater now. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, that was like the place to go to see Rocky Horror. It's got a giant fiddly fig in the atrium. Well, sold. Sold. After, then after, after that, then eventually it'd make its way into TV. And then later on, it would be pay TV and then regular TV. So a movie like this, it's in, your, it's in, the, it's in the public speak for a long time. Right now, Top Gun is the number one uh, movie out. That's not going to stick. And in a couple of weeks, somebody's going to be talking about everything else, and it's not. And everyone who wants to see it will find a way to see it. Yes. What year is it again? 1986. It is okay. We're, re I, we're redoing 1986. Okay. Apparently. Just wanted yeah. to make sure because it, Top Gun is number one. Kate Bush is number one, and Kate Bush was never number one. No, but the, I mean, Here's good for her out. because that's a great track. It is a great track. I mean, any Kate Bush song, as far as I'm concerned. No. But her voice is amazing. It is amazing, but I can, I can only take it in small doses. Oh, mm. you're one of them. I don't know what that means, but yes. Neither do I, but I figured yeah. you'd admit to it if I accused you of it. Well, well then, uh, if the uh, shoe fits. Yes, yes, yeah, shoes. We'll run, we'll run with so that. Going on about this this track. Now, I listened to it several times because I, I listened to it with no video. I listened to it with the video. It's not a movie that if you didn't have any prior ideas about it, or it's not a song, sorry. If you didn't have any prior ideas about it, you would associate with running. But now it's associated with Olympics. I mean, it's it's relaxing. It's an unofficial Olympic anthem. Yeah, like, you could, you could very easily be doing like um i don't know if it, yeah kirk i don't know if you're familiar andrea you probably are but you could very easily be going through a hydropath at a resort and listening to this you know it's it's not tubular bells or anything like that but it's it's something that's you know vaguely uh it, it's not put you to sleep music at all but it's not something that's you know um gonna keep you awake either it's pretty relaxing it's pretty chill not something you associate with a movie about competitive running. But here, here's the other interesting thing, I, I think, when we're looking at that. Yeah, uh, 
I agree with you totally. I don't know. I was going to make a similar point. Uh, one of the first people I ever had the pleasure of talking to is now since passed away. Uh, a guy named Charles Connor. He was the original one of Little Richard's, or actually he was Little Richard's original drummer. Oh, cool. Little Richard asked him to come up with a drum sound like a train. And that, that rip would actually later be used by Led Zeppelin, who stole virtually everything on rock and roll, that opening. That was mm-hmm. Charles Connor. That he did that. Oh, cool. He came up with that. And he and he was tasked by Little Richard. Okay, I want I want the, I want you to play like you're here in a train. So that's what he, he tried to figure out how to do. When I'm watching this or, or listening to it. I don't know, I can't figure out for the life of me Vangelis' thought process of how this sounds like running. So I talk to people who are runners. Clearly, I'm not. Well, really? Yes. You're so lithe and graceful, though. Says the other lithe and graceful person on the show. But 100% here. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no two ways about that. But what, <laughs> one thing, though, that my friend did say, he said, like, you know, when you're, when I, I get into this rhythm, and I just like hearing my, my feet on the pavement. Now, that's apparently Vangelis's dad also was a runner, obviously not to the degree of the people of, of discussing this movie, which for those who give a shit, it's about the 1924 Olympians from Britain. One of them who's racing for the glory of God. One because, well, he's, he suffered Jewish persecution. I don't know. I didn't watch the movie and I don't plan to. I don't know if anybody who's watched the movie for a movie that won a buttload of Oscars. Like, so Vangelis won for the soundtrack. He didn't go. Um, He didn't go. He was out drinking in London. Um, But then also they beat out Raiders of the Lost Ark. They beat out Cannonball Run for your eyes only. Wait a minute, Cannonball Run for an Oscar? Cannonball Run was- Oh, sorry, no, it outgrossed. It outgrossed Cannonball Run. You can say, like, what goddamn Oscar did Cannonball Run (laughs) Hey, come on, Um, that's a great movie. I I like it, too. Oscars on this one, we have to go back to what Andrea had said about it being a buttload of Oscars. Mm -hmm. A buttload of Oscars. The other day, I actually learned- Nobody fucking watched. I I learned the other day that your anus- can dilate <laughs> to approximately um, seven inches. Big enough to fit Oscar up there? Seven inches. I'm sure Oscar's been up someone's butt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kevin but, Spacey. <laughs> so, yeah, Kevin Spacey, 100%. Seven inches, apparently, without withstand or without um, or look- experiencing any massive trauma. Now, that being said, I also learned at the same time in the same Reddit thread that raccoons can squeeze into a hole approximately 3.5 inches wide, which means you can fit two raccoons. Richard Gere. He only had a gerbil up there. Minor leagues, my friend. You can get That's two minor raccoons leagues. and possibly a Jolly Rancher in your butt. You don't want raccoons tearing their way out of your anus. Andrew would know. No, I wouldn't. I'm just... Common sense here dictates. I think you'd have to lobster claw their paws. That is a bad idea. You totally I have to my lobster mother claw never watches their paws. this show. Of all the tangents <laughs> I thought we could possibly go, this was, I believe, as the kids say, not on my bingo card. So how many, how many uh, raccoons is equal to how many Oscars? Because we have the math now. 
I would say if a raccoon, I don't know how big an Oscar is. Like they seem like they're about probably. I'd say like a foot tall, maybe. I think they're, I think they're about eight inches tall, eight, okay. 10 inches, and probably about three inches around so until you, could you probably get, to get two eight. Oscars. You could you could get two to three Oscars. So a buttload of Oscars is two to three Oscars. <laughs> well, okay, but it depends on the butt. That's so we're true. Going with, we're going with Brad's okay, seven I'm... inch without doing any damage. My seven inch what? Who's the biggest Oscar winner in terms of ass? Brandon. Okay, so let's go back to. Uh, we, uh, let's, uh, we'll go back to this later. This It's going to be J-Lo. J-Lo never, J-Lo never won an Oscar? <gasps> I don't know, but she's got an Oscar worthy ass. Just because she's got some badongadong doesn't mean it can um, accommodate multiple Oscars. Yeah, because I, I, I think yeah, she might have the great ass, but I, but I think I think that that uh, butthole's puckered pretty tight. Fair, I do. I, I really do. And I, you think I, I, nobody nobody plays in the backyard there? Uh, no, I'm not saying they might. Play, um, I mean, I don't think her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. No. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> so going let's, back let's to the actual song. To the song. But when she won. She's lost a lot of weight, but okay. Go on. All right. So okay. So this song, this movie won a lot of Oscars, but including <laughs> Death. <laughs> um and um it wasn't, I think it was. I think the song charted about 68 before the Oscars. And it was only once he won that the it Oscar actually. Yeah, it was the Oscar bump. Which doesn't, will not, cannot happen now. Because again, the whole cycle of a film is very, very quick. I mean, look, look yeah. at the MCU. We talk about the MCU all the time. And every, it, now it's reached the point where every three months there's new content. There's no point in having a movie that's going to the movie that will capture and this movie didn't capture it, but the song did two years later it was spoofed in two movies in 1983 mr mom i don't remember that but i did remember vacation yeah oh uh, yes so there are people right now who know this song is about running but have no idea what chariots of fire is then did any of you see the official vi video that vangelis did Oh yeah, he starts off the smoking, he puts down the cigarette. Athlete, right? But I mean, yeah. it's the same thing as when, this was before you joined us, in the before times. When we looked at, Randy, remember when we did uh, Gone, uh, crap, the Miami Vice theme? Yeah, yes. Right, and it was pretty much the video was the same thing. It was like uh, Jan just looking at clips of Miami Vice and then he's just inspired. So speaking of similar songs here, was I the only one who got massive Friday the 13th vibes no. off of off of this song? Because as soon as it's dun, 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 I'm like, ah. <laughs> Man, which one predated? When was Friday the 13th out? Uh, Friday the 13th. Oh, I don't I think later in the 80s. Later in the 80s? To the Google machine. That started pretty early, though. So, okay. Uh, 1980. Oh, first one came out 1980. 
Well, okay. Well, I was wrong. I, I maybe, maybe uh, he plagiarized it. Apparently, also wrong. Occasionally, yeah. it happens. Yeah. Well, so he didn't actually plagiarize the damn thing, and there was a whole lawsuit about that. I read that. I read yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I and I did find the the one that they, he claims that he or the person, another Greek person, whose name I also I cannot pronounce, and I'm not even going to try. But I did find that George Strombolopoulos. No, wrong era. Strombolopoulos. Oh. <laughs> George Papadopoulos. Leave Strombo out of this. No, wait a minute. That was Webster's dad. <laughs> Webster. Oh, man. Yes. So, yeah, there's not a hell of a lot that's really interesting. I mean, there was the lawsuit. There was the, like, Andrea, you picked a stinker this one. I did. Um, and I did it to punish mostly Kirk. Um, but we can't do great songs all the time. And we've just done a few good songs. I don't so. think this is Friendly a bad fire, song. Andrea. I, friendly fire. I don't hey, want hey. people to think. Okay, well, people can think whatever they want. Brad, you were collateral damage. I'm sorry, but so mm. was I. I had to deal with this too. This song isn't that bad. It's just a no, one it's just number one remarkable. In a weird era because we've taught we we've looked at the early '80s before. There's a lot of strange number ones before things got very. You you could pick your patterns like now. Okay, so what's going to go number one? Oh, is it a rap song with with uh, with a Brit with a singing bridge, or is it a singing bridge with a rap with a with a rap? Whatever, it's the same thing over and over. Yeah. And is not, it a sing song with a rap bridge or a rap song with a sing bridge? Thank you. All right, I wasn't wording that very well, and I'm not You're very good at English, Andrea. No, well, thank you. Thank I you. I speak occasional good. Well, also, also your Kirk to English calculator calculator. Uh, it's it's had a few years to hone itself. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the That's word true. you're looking for is translator. <laughs> now, here's what you're looking for next week. <laughs> you ever see Mystery Science Theater? I feel like I'm sort of like... Yes, of course yes. I've seen okay. Mystery Science Theater. All right, I, well, I, I, I feel like I'm TV's Frank here, now unloading sort of this shitstorm on, on you next week. I found a song. I told Brad a little bit about it, but only what I, I know, which is not much of anything. I can't find too much. I didn't really look that hard, but I know it's an awful, awful song. I forgot even the name of the person who sings it. Mary something or other, but it's called Torn Between Two Lovers. Uh, it's how you feel, Andrea, when you're here Torn with us. Between two lovers. You two are basically the same person, so. So not torn at all, really. Not torn at all. I'm just happy that neither one of you are like, you're both far away. <laughs> um what year is this mary mcgregor that's who it is mary mcgregor 1976 the year of shit the worst probably worst year for music at all it's uh, a, 1973 it's was bad so i you will now research someone i could find virtually nothing about and we can just really rip apart this song which i think is god awful of course every time i say that one of you seems to really like it. Which one is it going to be? I don't think it's going to be me. Uh, it's going to be May. No, it's not going to be me. No, it's not May. Well, that's the shit pile we've got. But I can guarantee you this. <laughs> when we do this, sooner or later, somebody is going to tell us that we need to crawl back in a crevice because we insert, we insulted their favorite 70s acts. Wait, is, is this a feminine anthem? I don't think so? Then we'll probably be no. not told to crawl in. Obviously, her. about a woman being Eiffel Towered by two very girthy gentlemen. That might be. There's torn. 
She's between the two lovers. Torn apart by two lovers? No, that was something. Well, it could be, you know, a little bit of rippage. Track that rippage. You can get Bill involved if it's about a, an Eiffel <laughs> Tower. All right. Well, <laughs> this, I, this has totally gone off the deep end. Not the first time, not the last time. You know what? You've got to have some fun with these songs because honestly, there wasn't much else to say if we didn't go off the deep end. No, without raccoons and butts, I mean, this thing would have had nothing. <laughs> if raccoons and butts were nuts, we'd be it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, did you know I wrote so, how many? How many Oscars could you shove up your butt? You're asking me? No, I'm not. I don't want to know. What's your we, should ask, we should ask the people who are watching. How many Oscars or raccoons could you fit into your anus? Please, please um, message us Full on whatever platform and let us know how many raccoons and or Oscars you could shove up your butt. Please nobody in my family be watching. <laughs> You're about to get real intimate real quick. <laughs> Liberace, no, he didn't win an Oscar. No didn't, um, Liberace, no, didn't Liberace actually sing this song at the Oscars? No, he didn't or sing play it because it? there's no play words. It. He played the song at the Oscars. Yeah. So there's a so, full circle. Speaking of uh, Academy Award winning uh, performances, Kirk, I understand you wrote a book. Yes, I did. I did. And I think it would actually make a great film, a film adaptation. It's called... Yes. You know what's coming up? What? Father's Day. Oh, that'd be a great present. And you can get... Chavo Guerrero instant classic. It's about Chavo Guerrero Sr. So check that out on Amazon. Uh, there will be a lot of other things coming up. Hey, we're doing another hockey uh, committee. Actually, our first hockey committee. Brad, you know how you were so bummed that you couldn't be part of that football committee where we look at who we should think or we think should be in the Football Hall of Fame? Uh, when it comes to sports ball, I'm very sad when I'm not involved. Yes, well, I mean, here's something else you won't be involved in because I have a feeling you'll be busy oh, that day. Very yes. sad. Yes, we're going to be looking at the Hockey Hall of Fame and we put together a group and we're going to say, hey, who should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame this year? I'm going to tell you, with along with my crew that I've assembled from all around the Bucknerverse. Jazz hands. Hate that. There's that. It's the Bucknerverse. Yes. <laughs> Also check out the weekly show, the Hall of Fame show with Evan Nolan and myself, where we look at Hall of Fame related news. Uh -huh, that's what we do. And Vinny Lospinuso shows up every now and then and he tells us who he thinks should be in various Halls of Fame. You know who he just did the last time? It's just up now. What did he do? Frank Zamboni. What do you think he invented? The Zamboni, is he Canadian? No, he's not. He's Canadian. No, he's Italian. Well, Vinny, I thought a Canadian invented the Zamboni. No. I'm sad. He's got to be Italian with a name like Zamboni. Well, I mean, maybe his background is, but the but Mr. Zamboni is American. And he is not, oh, in, the, he's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And Vinny tells us why he should be. And I have to agree with him on that. Uh, I, would, I would agree with him even without knowing Vinny's argument. There's really not much of an argument. It's like he created the most important thing. He revolutionized the ice. Yeah. He invented the most energetic you know, part of hockey. You know who else should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame? The guy that put the loony in the ice at the Olympics. Wasn't that one of the players who actually did that? Or was no, that it was the ice maker. 
Was the and whoever invented the little bum 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 well, all that and much more at nonholthing.com. Check that site out. Hey, why haven't you? You should. Also, hey, have you voted on the United States Athletic Hall of Fame? Guess who created that? I did. Because nobody the else Buckner thought of verse. The Buckner verse. See, that, that I, I like. I don't do jazz hands. I put a lot of thought into this. There's the more you know. Why is it a flying Shit, is that where you ripped it off? Yes, it's where you ripped it off of. Why, why is it a flying C, though? Like, K is your first initial. B is your second initial. Yeah. Yet you have a flying C. I didn't know I was doing that either. I think it's, I think it's more no, supposed no, no, to be no, no. like. Wait a minute, no, that's not what it is. It, it's two fingers up and then like that. Oh. Oh, two in the pink. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it? Okay, you know what? Let's just stop this because it's but live long, don't bother prospering. I hate you all. <laughs> I want you to know that. Thank you, Andrea. All for you need to show the audience that little thing again. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, well. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Stay safe, everyone.